What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Lamb Sale USPSA podcast. My name is Daryl, and I will be your host. If you are a returning listener, again, welcome back. If you are a brand new listener, welcome to the podcast. Be sure to check out all the other episodes we have here on the podcast. Check out the YouTube channel, Facebook, Instagram, all that fun and happy stuff. So... Uh, today we've got uh, another meeting minutes video for you going over the August 28th, 2023 board directors zoom meeting. But before we get into that, if you are a current USPSA member, make sure that you check the email account that you have on file with USPSA or you can also go onto the USPSA website, log in, and you will be given the option to vote. There are currently two runoff elections going on right now. We have the presidential election for a term starting the beginning of 2024. The two runoff candidates for that are Yimin Lin and Luigi Lee. Um, if you are a Area 6 member, or you're a member of USPSA living in Area 6, there is also a runoff election going on for that that is now open between Ben Barry and Kyle Stevens. So, Area 6, make sure you get on and vote for who you want to represent you as your area director. And if you are a USPSA member in general... Be sure to get on and vote for the next president of USPSA. And for those of you who are questioning why is Yemen Lin running for president when he basically got kicked out or forced to resign as president because he lost his range officer certification, a little blurb on that will be coming up when I go through the meeting minutes. So get on and vote if you have not done so already. Uh, there is also a production survey, uh, a production capacity survey up. Um, let them know. I mean, yes, reach out to your area director at whatever area you are, in my case, it would be area and the number seven at USPSA.org. Just replace the number with whatever area you're from. That email will go directly to your area director or simply email board, B-O-R-A-D at USPSA.org and your comment will go to everybody that's on the board of directors. But also fill out these surveys. There is a reason USPSA is putting these surveys out. Um, one thing that you should not do is send an email to say say you're you're good friends with your area director, uh, like I am with my now former area director Lee Cabana. If you have something, <clears throat> pardon me, um, official. You know, like a comment regarding production division capacity or something like that. Don't send it to their personal email. 
Don't message them on Facebook. Send it to the actual, their USPSA email address. That way it is an official email. You're pretty much guaranteed to get it, uh, that they will get it. And there is a paper trail, so to speak. Um, So don't say, hey, you know, my area director should be doing this on Facebook or the Byron Enos forums or somewhere in there. Send it to them officially. There's a reason that they have their USPSA.org email address. <clears throat> Apparently, I am losing my voice this morning. So, before I lose it any further, let's get into the August 28th, 2023 USPSA Board of Directors meeting minutes. Uh, meeting started at, uh, let's see, it looks like 707 p.m. Eastern Time in attendance as president, current president, Ted Murphy. We have Area 1 entered the meeting at a few minutes later at 7.10. We have the Area 2, Area 3, Area 4 entered at about 8 o'clock. Areas 5, 6, 7, and 8. We have the managing director, director of NROI. Uh, Director of Media and Events, Director of IT, and Director of Steel Challenge. So, uh, there is immediately a motion right out of the gate to add discussion about Bylaw 6.1, Subsection 6, to the agenda. That motion was made by... My current area director, Mr. Frank Rizzi, uh, was seconded by Area 3 Scott Arnberg and was voted unanimously to add to the agenda at 7.08 p.m. And if you're wondering what uh, 6.1 Section 6 has to deal with, that is the requirement for the president of USBSA to be a level one range officer or higher in order to hold office. This will come into play just a little bit further down in these minutes. There was then a motion again by Frank Rizzi to approve the agenda. That was seconded by Area 8, Russell Fortney, and passed unanimously at 7.08 p.m. Now we get into director reports. Uh, We have a managing director report from Donna Webb. Uh, with an update on financials and pro-rating uh, pro membership fees policy discussed. Uh, we will allow pro-rating until 9.30 of 2023. So, yeah, basically, if you're not familiar with what I'm talking about, go back to the last, I think it's the last episode here on the podcast, um, or was it, was it the last episode? Let me let me take a look. I'm a little behind in my episodes here. Um, yeah, two episodes ago, July 29th, uh, 2023, is season three, episode 12 of the podcast, where USPSA basically made a ginormous mistake and just immediately bumped everybody's member fees up with, like, no warning or anything like that. They just went, oh, yeah, we're going to do this. 
And uh, oh, by the way, we're going to do it at the ex- it's going to go active at the exact same time that we tell you about it. And they took enough um, fecal matter, to put it politely, from that decision that they decided to roll it back until the end of September. So, yeah, if um, yeah, if you want to renew your USPSA membership, do it now, if you can. Um, I know mine runs out here in a couple of weeks. I'm definitely going to jump on that. Uh, so now we go to the director of media and events, Jake Martins. Uh, there was updates on 2023 nationals, nationals planning for 2024. And then the president nominated Jordan Benion. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. I apologize if not to the multi-gun committee. And that nomination was passed at 839 unanimously. Uh, let's see, they are working with the multi-gun group, uh, discussion on formalizing processes to recognize three gun matches and provided recommendations for accomplishing this. Uh, let's see, we get, uh, from the DME report, uh, proposed the formalization of processes to recognize three gun matches to establish a uniform system for three-gun matches to be recognized and classified under the USPSA umbrella. And that's the thing. USPSA has done multi-gun matches before, but there's really no... There hasn't been a classification system like there is with the actual, you know, action pistol and steel challenge. So they're trying to formalize this. Uh, This will be achieved in two steps. Recognition of matches. Matches can be listed as, quote-unquote, recognized matches based on predefined criteria. This will allow us to track the overall finish percentages, or the match percentage, of participants in these matches. Only USPSA members who were current before the start of the match will have their performance percentages considered for classification purposes. Standardized stages. This is step two. Develop standardized stages that can be implemented either in sanctioned USPSA matches or as standalone matches uh, in standalone stages in recognized matches. So basically, they're talking about more or less classifiers or standardized stages like you have in Steel Challenge. Uh, Performance on these stages, when submitted by current USPSA members, can be used to establish a classification system. And the only other thing from the DME is the uh, limited optics survey, uh, which is posted with the minutes, even though I don't see it. Then we go to the director of IT, Rick Bratzel. He provided an update on current projects. No idea what those current projects are, but update on current projects. Uh, We go to the director of Steel Challenge, Zach Jones, with a review of the World Speech Union Championship slot policy and the match fee for the 2024 World Speech Union Championship was discussed and will be set at $125 per gun. Don't know what that was with the microphone, but anyway... Uh, so yeah, $125 gone. That's really not that bad. 
for you know a, a national championship. Uh, there was a motion by Area 6 Bruce Wells to adopt the World Speed Shooting Championship slot policy, seconded by Area 1 Bruce Gary, and that was unanimously passed at 9.06 p.m. There is then a motion to enter executive session to discuss member discipline, made by Area 1 Bruce Gary, seconded by Area 6 Bruce Wells. They entered executive session at 9.20 the DME, DIT, and the DSC exited the meeting at that time. Uh, there was then a motion from Area 1 Bruce Gary to exit executive session, seconded by Area 8 Russell Fortney. And they exited executive session at 10.06. And now, here we go. I will read this to you, and then I will give you my thoughts on why this is occurring. Discussion about changing bylaws regarding requirement to be a range officer to hold office. Area 8 made a presentation regarding 6.1, Section 6, and 6.2, Section, uh, yeah, Section 6.1, Section 7, 6.2, Section 6. Proposed bylaw change. Remove 6.17 and 6.26. Those bylaws were added so that the president or board member would have familiarity with the sport. Yeah, those are crickets you hear. So you have to be a life member, if I remember correctly, to hold office. So clearly, if you're a life member, you should probably already have some familiarity with the sport. How is being a range officer going to make you more familiar with the sport? I I don't get that so much. Uh, let's see. These bylaws created an unintended consequence. We all know what that was. And the board would like to make this change so that it cannot happen again in the future. These proposed changes to the bylaws will be voted on at the next board meeting. And then it goes on with the way the current bylaws read, and then the proposed new bylaws. The proposal was by Area 8, Russell Fortney, Fortney, apologize, seconded by Area 1, Bruce Gary. The proposal was passed unanimously at 10.24 p.m. So, I see this a couple of ways. They basically, they put this into the bylaws that if you want to hold office, you have to be an RO. And that kind of backfired on them with the whole Yeeman Lin situation. Now, there's a couple of different schools of thought on that. The one school of thought is... Yemen did something in a match that he wasn't supposed to do or he should not or he should reasonably have known he wasn't supposed to do, which the director of NROI and then after that the board directors felt was egregious enough to re- uh, remove his RO certification. The other side of the coin and what a lot of people are thinking is that the director of NROI 
and the board of directors did not like him in any way. And while what happened at this particular match was, you know, probably shouldn't have been done, a lot of people don't think it was nearly bad enough to revoke Yemen's RO certification. A lot of people believe the only reason that the board did it was because that was basically their out. They had been looking ever since Yemen got elected to fill the Mike Foley position. The board was looking for a way or any reason possible to get him out of that position. And this opened up that door, this incident at this match. Which side of the fence are you on? Um, Me? I honestly, I don't know all the details. I've seen what USPSA has put out. I've seen what people have emailed to me or sent to me on the Discord server. Um, I... Unless I have all the facts, I'm not going to make a decision one way or the other. But this proposed bylaw change, I see this as basically the board realizes that the membership, and I'm going to to go off on a rant here for a second. The board recognizes that the membership is pissed off. And the membership has been pissed off for a couple of years at the board. And then this whole Yeeman Lin situation just made things worse. It made everybody even more angry with the board. So the board is sitting there saying, well, we just had this election. Yeeman got the highest number of votes out of you know, the people that ran. So, basically, um, we have a feeling that the membership is going to shove this up our rear end. And, you know, they're, they're going to revote Yi Min Lin back in. Because they really want to stick this to us. And the only way that, that, that that's going to be possible is to get rid of this requirement to be a range officer in order to be the president or an area director. So I, I see this as a CYA move because the board knows that this is coming. They know that right now in just a short month or so, a month plus maybe a couple of weeks, they're probably going to have a president-elect that is not a range officer. <laughs> so they know this is coming. Uh, but, I i mean, really, they probably should have voted on this, like, right now at this particular meeting. But I do like the fact that they held off. Um, you notice they didn't specifically ask for member input. They just basically said, hey, here's what we want to do. Uh, 
just so this kind of situation doesn't happen again. And we're going to vote on this at the next meeting. But if you have a thought on this, send it to your area director. See what happens. This, uh, this, this could get very interesting. Um, and, and honestly, I, I kind of saw Yemen getting reelected myself, uh, even back in July when this, you know, June and July when this whole thing was going on. Um, I, I saw it happening. I, I, I saw the membership kind of, um, sticking it to the board. Uh, anyway, moving on with the minutes, uh, we have a motion by area two Layton, not going to try to butcher his last name out of respect. Uh, seconded by area four Mel Rodero to approve the 2022 audit, but, uh, audit report that was passed unanimously, uh, at 1028 USPSA code of conduct discussion. Uh, they will continue to look at developing that. NROI discipline policy was bl- briefly reviewed. Uh, there was a motion by Area 1, Bruce Gary, to table the NROI discipline policy discussion, seconded by Area 2, passed unanimously at 1050. Uh, category qualifications was tabled. President announced creation of Efficiency and Accountability Committee. This committee will look at what we spend money on, where we can cut, and controls to put in place. Wow. You just now thought about that? Lovely. Probably should have put that committee together before you decided to increase everybody's membership fees. That might have been a good idea. Uh, The committee will consist of Area 1, Bruce Gary, will be the chairman, Area 3, Scott Arnberg, and Area 8, Russell Fortney. That was passed at 1054. Uh, Then uh, we get to the World Shoot Committee, addition of Rifle World Shoot and PCC World Shoot to the committee's scope. Uh, and they are working to provide information on matches that can be used as qualifiers for rifle matches. There was a motion at this time uh, by Area 6 Director Bruce Wells, seconded by Area 1 Director Bruce Gary, to table the rest of the agenda items and adjourn the meeting. Uh, let's see, there was some discussion that they will use email to discuss the possibility of having the in-person board meeting held virtually. Well, if you're trying to save money, that'd probably be a good place to start. Um, And the next board meeting will occur on the third Monday of September instead of the fourth Monday due to scheduling conflicts. And the meeting was adjourned at 11.02 p.m. Eastern time. So looks like um, they're they're starting to kind of clean some stuff up here. And, uh, you know, honestly, I think this is all stuff that they should have cleaned up um, a while ago uh, regarding the um, 
the the whole requirement to be a range officer, um, you know, to hold office. There, there's like eight or nine people or more on this board, uh, but like nine people that actually get a vote. How did nobody think of this particular scenario of the president or a board member losing their RO certification? How did nobody think of that? How did nobody think that someone could get elected to be an area director who did not have an RO certification, had never gotten one. Now, they've got this person who is now an area director. They got voted in, they got sworn in, whatever. They're now an active area director. But they still don't have an RO certification. How did nobody think of that possibility? I mean, it's just mind-blowing to me. So now they're trying to backpedal and go, oh, well, you know, we, we don't want these, these two situations to happen again. So we're just going to get rid of the OR, the, the RO requirement. We're, we're, yeah, we're, we're, yeah, that was a mistake. We're going to get rid of that. Well, yeah, it was a mistake, but you probably should have thought the damn thing through, don't you think? So anyway. That is all I have got for this episode of the podcast. Again, check out all of the other um, podcast episodes. We've got a bunch of different ones here. Um, last couple of years, anyway. Uh, check out the YouTube channel. I am working on getting uh, stuff from the YouTube channel switched over to the Rumble platform. Um, basically for those of you who don't know what rumble is, that is, um, it's basically a, a less restrictive version of YouTube. So, uh, a little more friendly to the, uh, to the firearms community. Also speaking of firearms, um, not specifically firearms, but, uh, I, may have a new pair of sunglasses coming. Uh, for those of you who have not heard, Hunter's HD Gold uh, last week re finally released to the public their active blue lenses. Um, and I was lucky enough to somehow win a $200 gift certificate for a pair of these. So I do have them on order right now. Um, hopefully I'll get them within a couple of weeks. Hunter's HD is, I don't want to say they're backed up on, on orders uh, for these specific glasses, but they, they got their work cut out for them. They, they're going, they're going crazy. Um, just trying to get these out there to the public. So, um, if you do order a set, please be patient with them. Uh, if you are looking for uh, some information 
on them. Uh, you can go to huntershdgold.com uh, at the top of, uh, let me get in there, Hunters HD Gold. Uh, if you go to the website on the on the top, you'll see a link for Active Blue, and that will send you to the activeblue.com website, and that'll tell you pretty much everything you need to know. Um, these things just look cool. They're they're kind of the same ish technology as the golds and the rubies, but these ones. No idea how they do it, but these are like variable polarization. So they're polarized when you're outside to help cut down on the glare and whatnot. But then when you go back inside, they transition to non-polarized. Yeah. I, once I get them and, and wear them for a little bit, I will definitely do a review on the YouTube channel and most likely the Rumble channel as well. Um. Yeah, I I can't wait to get them. So we will see what happens. But until then, uh, yeah, check out all of the other social media and whatnot. Uh, no, I don't think I'm forgetting anything. So that is it from here. I look forward to seeing each and every one of you out on the range. Oh, yeah, if you have comments, suggestions, questions, anything of the sort, um, drop me an email lambshillshooting at gmail.com or um, you know reach out to me on Facebook Instagram drop a YouTube comment anything like that um, so yeah I look forward to seeing each and every one of you on the range soon but until we meet there shoot safe mm-hmm.